Hello! Thanks for joining us for another Peter's Children's Story. In this week's story, Penelope does not have a boyfriend. You'll hear how some of Penelope's friends have begun to take notice of the opposite sex and consider them boyfriends. And some of the boys in the class have begun to think about some of the girls in the class as being their girlfriends. As always, if you recognize a hymn title or a line from a hymn in the story, email us at whimsywins at gmail.com and if yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week, in the story that Peters play ball, the hymn was, There is a fountain filled with blood, but we didn't have a winner. Finally, during this time of staying at home, this might be a good time to go back and listen to some of the stories you may not have heard. Penelope is jealous, and Pierce and Peters grumbles and complains are two really good stories that are helpful if you struggle with complaining and or with jealousy. All right, it's time for this week's story. Penelope does not have a boyfriend. She sat on the grassy hill, her long golden locks curled about her waist, and her blue eyes upturned, dreamily glancing at the light green leaves of the budding oak tree. Her fingers played mindlessly with the seams of her lace pinafore as her mind zigzagged from thoughts of her father, who was back to his carpentry work after a bout of illness. Her mind wandered from thoughts of her father to his apprentice, Jonathan Perkins. He seemed to her to be a compassionate young man, and during her father's illness, Jonathan had taken over the woodshop without complaint, youthful hubris, or an avaricious eye. He'd even helped around the farm, taking on the chores that normally belonged to Sarah's father. But Jonathan's kindness didn't just extend to her father. He had also begun helping Sarah with her daily task of milking the cows, weeding, hoeing the potato field, and pulling eggs from the chicken coop. As the only child of her mother, who had died when she was young, Sarah was grateful for all of Jonathan's sweet help although her father was on a sickbed. He had been laid up for several weeks, and Jonathan had served them without the slightest shred of self-serving behavior. That wasn't all she had noticed either. She was in awe of his firm, square jaw and dark eyes framed by equally dark brows. His muscular build had allowed him to endure the back-breaking labors of farm life and carpentry work. Sarah found it oh so challenging not to gawk at his handsome face. But there was work to be done, so Sarah shook herself from her reverie. She knew she ought not let her mind wander so frivolously. Walking back toward the cottage, her heart leapt within her as she noticed that Jonathan was out in the front, chopping wood. Why were these feelings coming alive within her? It was most alarming, and she didn't know what to do or think. Her face flushed as she tried to walk calmly past with a cool nod. Jonathan, however, would not allow for that, and stopped what he was doing, wiped his brow, and walked over for a brief visit. Hello, Sarah. I'm cutting the old oak wood. After I cut it, I'll stack it, and then let it dry for the summer months. That's very kind, Jonathan. Thank you, Sarah responded, trying to keep her voice cool and even. It's the least I could do, Sarah. Will you be around for supper? Sarah asked hopefully. Oh, I don't want to impose. I'm just wanting to check in on your father. I'm so glad he's up and out of bed now. Seems that soon things will get back to normal. It's no imposition at all, Jonathan. You're welcome. We would enjoy your company. Sarah, that's mighty kind of you. I enjoy your company, too. Sarah's face flushed to the color of beets, but she didn't mind the compliment. Her heart felt painfully like it might burst. She had never felt this way before. Mama Peter's voice trailed off, and she dog-eared the book and looked at Penelope, who was lying there staring expectantly for the next part. Oh, Mama Peters, can't you get to the next part? 
Just, just one more part tonight? Mama Peters answered sweetly. No, Pen, it's definitely bedtime. Are you anxious to find out if Sarah and Jonathan get married? A little, Penelope confessed. I'm with you, Pen. It's so romantic, isn't it? What do you mean, Mama? I mean that reading about young love is always so special. It kind of makes your heart feel all warm and cozy, and you just want to know that they get married and live happily ever after. Yes, that's what it does, Mama Peters. It is so romantic, then. I wonder if I'll ever get married. Well, Daddy Peters and I often pray for your future spouse. We pray that you will love someone who loves God more than he could ever love you, and that he will lead you well, just like Daddy Peters leads us so well. Oh, Mama, I would love to marry someone like Daddy Peters. But is it okay if we live with you in this house? No, sweetie, it's not. It's important that you live in your own house when you grow up. I know that sounds very far away, and it even sounds scary to live apart from us. But trust me, God will bring you to maturity and will help you to want to build your own family in your own house. You won't want to stay here forever, even though you can't imagine anything different right now. I know. But, but Mama Peters, all of the boys in school are, they're not very kind, except for one. Oh, honey, boys grow and change, just like girls. We want you to eventually get married, but we want you to be careful not to let boys or marriage occupy your mind right now. When you're young, you might have special feelings toward one boy in particular. That's good and normal. But this is what's important, Penelope, not to tell those things to other people. We don't want you to be a silly young girl talking about boys or marriage to anyone else. It's appropriate only to tell Daddy Peters and me because we can help you direct your thoughts. We can help give you understanding that you might not otherwise have. But our expectation is that you are truthful with us about the way you think and feel about boys. Remember, sweetie, the best love you'll have is from Jesus, the lover of your soul. I want to be truthful, Mama. It's just that sometimes it's a little embarrassing. But there is one boy I think is handsome and who I think loves God. Oh, really? Who's that, Penelope? It's Finn Wells. Mama, he's so kind and caring, and he really loves God. That's good, Penelope. It sounds like you're making good choices and have good thoughts on the matter. But remember, there isn't anything you can do or should do with your feelings right now. God has given us those emotions, but he wants us to handle them in the light of truth. The truth is, it isn't helpful to be preoccupied with boys or future dreams. When Finn comes to mind, say a quick prayer for him, then let those thoughts go. You don't want to get caught up in a fantasy world. And be sure not to tell others about this, right? Talking about things can often only make us feel more strongly about things. So we need to simply keep our tongues and do our best to focus on what is real right now. I get it, Mama. I don't think I would really want to tell anyone anyway. Although lots of girls at school talk about boys and marriage all the time, Mama Peters. I know they do, honey. I just want you to be careful about doing your best to avoid those kinds of conversations and encouraging your friends to not get caught up in fantasy talk about boys and marriage. Okay, Mama. I love you. I love you too, sweetie. Now lights out. It's a school night, and I can already hear the twins. It sounds to me like they're ready to eat. Mama Peters kissed Penelope's forehead and left the room. The next day was bright and sunshiny, and Penelope was eager to play four-square at recess with Emily, Heather, Lisa, and Nora. They had already played several rounds when Nigel, Parker, and Alex walked over. After asking to join the game, they all played a few more rounds together.
before the bell rang, signaling that recess was over. Mrs. Grable's art class was after recess, and the children were continuing to work in groups, making papier-mâché art. No one minded dipping their hands in the glue and water solution to soak each strip of newsprint. It was such fun. The girls were placed in two groups, and the boys were placed in two groups. Mrs. Grable didn't seem to mind chit-chat while the children worked. If things got noisy, or if she deemed the conversation inappropriate, Mrs. Grable was sure to put a quick end to all of it. You guys, did you see Nigel looking at me today during Foursquare? He is so cute! Nora giggled (laughs) as she dipped paper into the mixture. It's true. He's super cute. I bet he likes you, Nora, Heather responded. Well, that would work because I sure like him. Nora and Nigel sitting in a tree. Heather began the familiar chant, but couldn't complete it as she broke out into giggles. (laughs) Just then, Nigel walked over to the girls. Heather stopped giggling when she caught a glimpse of who was walking toward their table. Why, it was none other than Nigel. All of the girls' eyes zeroed in on Nigel as he approached the table and handed it out to Penelope. What does it say? asked Nora excitedly. Penelope opened the note and blushed. Penelope didn't answer, but read the note to herself. What she read caused her to blush even more. If you like me, check the box for yes. Oh, boy! She didn't like him, at least in a romantic way, and certainly not in the same way that Sarah liked Jonathan in the story that she and Mama were reading together. And now she just felt yucky. She didn't want Nigel to pay that kind of attention to her, and she sure didn't want to talk about it with the girls who were staring at her, waiting for a response. Ugh! What was she going to do? Well, what does it say? Nora was getting impatient. I'd rather not say... Penelope was doing her best to maintain a calm voice as she tucked the note inside her pocket. She bit her lip to keep from crying. Her friends could tell something had upset her, and they were silent for a minute. Nigel, who had walked back to his table, had been watching Penelope as she read the note. He sauntered back over to the table where the girls were, but this time he was accompanied by Alex. In a brash tone, Nigel asked, Well, what do you say? You're my girlfriend, right? All the girls sat there and stared at Nigel and then at Penelope. Nora seemed a trifle bothered, but mostly she seemed just as shocked as the other girls. Penelope swallowed the lump in her throat and said a quick prayer to the Lord. Help me. Nigel, we we aren't. I, I don't want to be called your girlfriend. So, so please don't say that again. Penelope surely didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but she didn't know how to handle the situation that was unfolding in front of everyone. Mercifully, Mrs. Grable walked up to the group and told everyone to get back to work. Penelope could not have been more relieved about the interruption as she looked back down and concentrated on her wet strips of paper. She was determined not to make eye contact with any of the girls who were chattering away about what had just happened, as if Penelope were not even there. Inside, Penelope felt kind of queasy and had a hard time assimilating what had just happened. As if she could read her mind, Penelope's good friend Emily reached her hand out and placed it around Penelope's shoulder. She squeezed gently and whispered in her ear, Don't worry. He'll forget that he liked you tomorrow. He's just a silly boy, and he always talks about girlfriends and boyfriends. You did the right thing. Emily's sweet gesture gave Penelope a sense of assurance as she glanced up at her friend and wordlessly expressed her thanks. Her eyes were up long enough for her to notice that Nora was looking directly at her. 
Penelope knew it wasn't her fault. But would Nora understand that? What a mess! After school, Nora sat next to Penelope on the bus. Hey! Hey! Penelope knew it was on Nora's mind and said a quick prayer for help again. So, Penelope, do you like Nigel? No, Nora. And if I did, I really shouldn't be talking about those things. A look of relief crossed Nora's face. Well, why shouldn't we be talking about those things? Well, Mama Peter says that we shouldn't talk about things that are outside of our control. She says that when we can't do anything about a situation, we probably shouldn't really be talking too much about it. Plus, when we have feelings and emotions that could change with time, it's not a good idea to tell people about them. Mama Peter says we need to be more sure about our feelings that they match up with what we're really thinking. Mama always says, if what you're feeling is not from a truthful thought that has been tested with time, then it's not a good idea to share it. And Mama Peters always reminds me of the verse that we memorized a long time ago. Proverbs 4.23 Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. I don't exactly know what all those words mean, but Mama Peters says that we have to watch over what we feel and think, because whatever is happening in our hearts will control what we do and how we act. And and she also says um, that we shouldn't give our hearts to thinking too much about boys and stuff. Because then we'll, that's all we'll be doing is, is thinking about boys and stuff and, and then doing things to impress them. Oh, but, but, but doesn't everyone know that I already like Nigel? Maybe your mama's right. Maybe, maybe I do need to keep it to myself. But I felt so bad today that he said he likes you. I'm really sorry, Nora. But I do wish that hadn't even happened, Penelope responded sympathetically. Yeah, me too. But I think I see what your mom means. I don't think I keep my heart very well. I like Nigel a day, but I liked Alex last week. And before that, but don't tell anyone about this, I like Todd Hicks. I promise I won't tell anyone, Nora. But I really think we don't need to be talking about boys so much. See how you liked one boy and then another and then another? That's because your heart is changing all the time and it's causing you to constantly think about boys and talk about them. Yeah, you're right. Wow. Your parents are so cool, Penelope. I want to be more like you and not talk about boys and that kind of stuff all the time. I'm really going to try. Nora, it's only because my parents remind me that I need to honor the Lord in my thoughts and actions. If they didn't, I would probably forget that God commands me to keep control of my heart and my tongue and my actions. Thanks for talking to me, Penelope. I'm sorry about what happened today. Oh, it's okay, Nora. I'm starting to feel better already. I've started noticing that when our friends say they like a certain boy, they'll like someone else next week. So maybe it's a bigger problem than just Nigel. Plus, Emily told me that Nigel will probably like some other girl next week. So that makes me happy. Me too, Nora exclaimed. Is it bad that I hope it's me? Oh, Nora, remember, if you can't do anything about it, why think about it? Oh, boy, I did it again. I started talking about boys. You're right, Pen. I'm going to stop talking about boys from now on. Or at least I'm going to try. The school bus pulled up to the Peters' house, and Penelope and Pearson jumped off and ran inside the house. Penelope gave Daddy and Mama Peters a gigantic hug and told them all about her day and how thankful she was that God had given her the wisest parents.
Daddy Peters hugged her back and said gently, We're thankful that God has given us a daughter who is teachable and understands that her job is to obey and honor her parents and to listen to her wisdom. We praise the Lord for that, Pen. Yes, sirree, Daddy. Praise the Lord. I'm famished, and I can't wait for dinner. So what can I do to help get the show on the road? As they sat down to dinner that evening, Pearson entertained his family with stories of a school day. Penelope looked at Daddy and Mama Peters and watched as they were intently listening to Pearson's tales, clearly enjoying them. Her heart was filled with love and affection for her parents and for Pearson and for her baby twin sisters, Priscilla and Patience. Silently, she prayed a prayer of thanksgiving for her family. But most of all, she thanked the Lord for her godly, wise, and loving parents. Hello, this is Grandmom's Corner. You know, this story brought back memories for me of when I was a little girl back in elementary school. Sometimes I would see a boy and I would think, he's so cute. And I've noticed the same thing in the first grade Sunday school class I teach, that some of the kids have begun to be interested in the opposite sex and talk about boyfriends and girlfriends, even though they're only six or seven years old. We here at Whimsy Wins want to encourage you to talk to your mom or dad about these kinds of things. They love you and want the best for you, so trust them with telling them what you're feeling. God has given you parents, and it is so important not only to obey them, but to tell them what's on your heart, just like Penelope told Mama Peters. When you're six or seven, or even 10 or 12 or 13, and you like someone, that might be perfectly normal, but you can't pursue a relationship at that age. So the best thing to do is to be friends with everyone and not get caught up talking about how much you love this boy or this girl or how cute they are, but instead, just be kind to everyone. This week, I heard a story about how a friend's daughter met her future husband. They were both in their 20s when they met. As she was growing up, her parents prayed that God would provide a husband for her at the right time. They prayed for a young man who was a believer and who loved the Lord and had character. I'm sure your parents are praying the same thing for you, as my husband and I prayed for our children and our grandchildren. Anyway, my friend's daughter met her future husband at a musical event they both attended. She had some conversation with him and was attracted to him. She knew that he loved the Lord and that he was a person of character. And he was a nice looking guy too. But he didn't like her in the same way. She could just tell. So she began to pray that she would just be friends with him and that it would just be a healthy relationship. And that's exactly what happened. They had a lot of the same friends and so they would see each other at different events or she would have game nights at her house or they would see each other outside when maybe everyone got together and went out to dinner after church and it was a comfortable relationship but one day he began to like her and began praying about dating her after praying about it a lot he decided to ask her if she would be interested in them getting to know each other a little bit more and possibly dating so he asked her about it one day when he was at her house and her dad was in the same room with them there was no reason to hide anything from their parents. Well, when he asked her if she would be interested in dating him, she said she would think about it and pray about it, but she thought that might be a possibility. But she also wanted him to know that she just thought of him as a friend and she didn't have any romantic feelings for him at all. Well, he was glad to hear that because he wanted their relationship to grow as they grew together. They both loved Jesus and eventually they did fall in love and got married. We want to encourage you and remind you 
that you should love everyone just like the Bible tells us to. 1 John 3.11 says, For this is the message which you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. That's not the romantic kind of love that your mom and dad have for each other, but it's a general love that we love everyone. And don't worry about having a boyfriend or a girlfriend when you're so young. Remember, God will bring that for you when He wants in His timing, and you can trust your parents to give you wisdom and good advice. Before I close, I want to let you know that we're praying for you. We're praying about our world situation right now, and we hope you're praying too. The Lord willing, we'll be here next week with another story about the Peters children. We hope you will be too. Bye for now.